This interview is made possible by my friends at Athens Screen Printing, HP Overhead Door Company, Speedy Tech Repair, and Tinsley Law and Title. Their sponsorship makes it possible for me to provide free content to the community. Please say thank you by visiting each of their Facebook pages. Hello friends, this is Mike from Hannigan Media and I am here with Athens ISD Superintendent Dr. Janie Sims. How are you doing today, Dr. Sims? I'm doing really well, Michael. Thank you. I am going to guess that you and all your staff are very, very busy these days. <laughs> that is an understatement. We, we, uh, today we kicked off, we have an annual administrative summit and so that's what we did this morning is to go to go once again through all the details of what we're about to embark on. I know the first three weeks of Athens ISD are going to be online and right off the bat there's been some misinformation and some confusion because of rules from TEA and local options. Tell us what exactly is going on with the first three weeks of school. Yeah, so, so the information coming out of Austin is Sometimes we receive two and three changes and updates a week, uh, and other times we just are seeming like we wait and wait and wait for it to come. So within the last three weeks, the guidelines for um, the, the start of school have changed three times. And so initially we were told that um, we had to start school on the first day of our calendared uh, scheduled day, which for us is August 3rd, with both in-person and remote. And so that was our plan. Of course, there was a lot of pushback nationally and statewide as Texas began to see more and more of an increase of positive cases. So then about two weeks ago, they came back and gave us a three-week transition period. And so we were allowed to use this three weeks in any way uh, we deemed necessary uh, just to uh, give a little extra time. And so that's where we landed and that's what our, our, our board approved is uh, we're, we're going to take, we, we left our calendar intact. We could have pushed it back, uh, but we have still have our Fridays, and so we didn't want to push it into the summer. So we, we left our start date intact, and our four-day instructional week is intact, but we opted to utilize the first three weeks as a transition period for remote-only instruction, and we felt that would give the governor uh, Governor Abbott, another, an additional, that uh, would be six weeks total from the time that came out last week, to watch the trends on the virus in the state and to be sure he wasn't going to do further shutdowns and, and to assist us as well. Since then, and we're sticking with that, that is our plan. We are in the first three weeks remote only. Since then, last Friday, the commissioner released additional guidelines stating that school districts could opt to extend that to four week transition period. And then if the school board wanted, they could extend it an additional four weeks for a total of eight. So those different versions of that have been out in the community and in the public, but I wanted to just be sure that our folks knew that we are, we are utilizing the first three weeks only at this time. Okay, so Athens ISD, first three weeks online only now we say that, 
And but that that's what I think uh, some people need to know. I say some people we we need to know in the community is that this has got to be a very flexible kind of thing because you're only going to ha- you're going to have online classes only. We say, but there are some CTE classes that I believe may have some in class time. Plus, you're going to have sports going on, and then we learned today UIL said we're going to start that on time. So you're still going to have students on campus, even though classes are going to be online. That's correct. A, a little bit. It will be way, you know, far, far fewer. Way down. Yeah, way, way yeah. down. But the, the bulk, the vast majority of classes for this first three weeks will be remote only. Once our first three-week transition period is over, then we will be offering both simultaneously. We will have students whose parents uh, choose for them to come into the classroom to the schools every day and we will still have parents who's, who choose not to have their children come in and so yeah that's 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 the challenge but we we've been working hard to develop a plans to try to address that okay and and I know and I've seen last week's press release had some of the information in there no parents are going to have to declare whether they're going to be uh, online or come into school, and they're going to do that at the beginning of uh, each marking period, I believe it is, each grading period. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to be all in the handbook that the uh, school district is going to put out here sometime this week. Um, a couple of the things I think most people are just really concerned about or have questions about. Okay, so What's it going to look like in a classroom when we get to a classroom setting? What what are the COVID rules that are going to be in place? Yeah, so let me let me back up just a second because it's safety is going to start from the moment they either drive their child to the school or they get on the bus. And so we're going to be uh, we will have a staff member. Let's take buses for example. We'll have a uh, a staff member trained and who will ride each bus route and children will check temperatures before students are allowed to get on the bus. So uh, one thing is that's different this year, often our parents will uh, allow children to wait at the bus stop and there may not be an adult with them, they'd be, be around other students. So we're gonna need to really change that this year because if your child, uh, if we have, they have a temperature before they get on the bus, they will not be allowed to get on the bus. And so we're going to, we, we're concerned about those kiddos' safety. So we want to communicate really clearly with parents. Same thing will be, will happen for uh, drop off. So in the past, um, you know, parents, some parents would, would pull up and drop, drop their kiddos off and just let them get out of the car. Well, we, we, this year we're going to take temperatures at the car. So uh, we're going to have staff members doing that as well. So before a child even comes into the into the building, they'll have their temperature checked. We think that checking temperatures is the best way to, you know, to eliminate as much as possible potential outbreak or exposure. So that's the that's the start. Okay. So um, yeah, and that's I know that the county. Whenever I walk into a county building now and they do whatever I have to do, the very first thing they do is check my temperature. Um, while we're on transportation and you're talking about the dropping off and the picking up and the, and the buses, uh, one of the things we had talked about the last time you and I uh, spoke were the number of kids that were going to be on a bus. Uh, have there been any more, has there been any more um, clarification on how that's going to go? Yes. Yeah, so the, la- the last round of guidelines that we have received since you and I spoke, they've removed 
the restrictions that were going to keep us to, down to maybe 10 or 12 or 13 kiddos, what they're saying now is, number one, uh, we have to roll down the windows in the buses. So even on our air-conditioned buses, all the windows will be down following protocol to, to get the, the uh, fresh air circulating. Student families, family groups will be allowed to sit together on a bus and then we'll have to do some distancing with seats and skipping seats and things around them. But we'll be able to carry a few more kids than what we initially thought if parents are okay with that. Parents still have the option and will during that week of August 4th when we ask that we're going to ask two questions on our on our questionnaire that will come out the week of August 4th. Number one, what type of instruction setting are you choosing for your child, either remote or in person? And the other question will be, will your child be riding the bus? And then our staff will have two weeks to put all that together and determine, you know, if we're going to have to add routes to a particular area. It's, it doesn't give us much turnaround time, but those are the guidelines from the state. They, the parents, we, we cannot ask, uh, require a decision before two weeks before the first day of in-person instruction. So that's the idea of giving the parent the time to have the best information right. as far as COVID is in the time so that they can make a decision, which makes perfect sense. But it does put a planning strain, I think, on the school district, because how can you plan what buses you're going to need where if you don't know who's coming to school and who's not? That's it's got to be, it's... That's exactly yeah. We have and 31 so, routes. We have 31 bus routes currently. I mean, that's what we typically have. So we, we, we may not need, you know, all 31 bus routes. We'll just have to see. All right. Well, it's hopeful that... Uh, It'd be better if you didn't need all 31 rather than everybody's coming to school and you need extra buses because you have to social distance on the bus. I mean, you have that, which one are we going to need? And you have to shift it around. That's going to be a very busy two weeks for your transportation department, I'm sure. Absolutely. All right. So once we get into school, what kind of things? I know one of the things off the top I saw was, you know, the water fountains are going to be turned off. So send water bottles with your kids. But I figure there's probably going to be a lot of little things like that that are going to be different. Yeah, and so, so, and I think this was also in the press release, and per uh, the guidelines we all received, students age 10 and older will be required to wear a mask. And that's just, that's the, the guideline that came out of the governor's office and, and of course, TEA. If they're under 10 years old, we're, we're, we're recommending that they wear a mask, but not requiring those. Now, all of our staff will be wearing either a face shield or a face mask. We're, classroom teachers will likely be wearing face shields because they're going to be, their lessons will be filmed. They'll be on, they'll be on camera. And so a face mask would make it a little difficult for those who read lips a little bit or might have a learning difficulty to hear and understand a muffled voice. So classroom teachers will be wearing face shields when they're giving instruction. That's a yeah, bit. that makes sense. It probably It's a lot easier when you can see somebody's mouth moving right. to be able to understand what they're saying. That's right. And so and we'll have the, the uh, we'll actually literally take once we know um, you know, how many children are, are assigned to each class, and we will literally remove the extra discs. We're going to put it in such a way so that they're socially distanced. Because if we, 
kids are just kids. If you leave extra desks in there, somebody's going to pull one up over and you know sit on it. So we're just going to we're going to get rid of them and take them out and just put the exact number of, of desks in the room, desks and chairs that are needed. Um, assuming that. I was going to say, assuming that this is uh, something that happens all year, this is a process you're probably going to have to go through every single grading period. Yes, because, uh, again, the guidelines are parent, parents may want to choose something different for the next grading period. Our grading periods are nine weeks. Uh, I suspect a parent, some of our parents who want to start with remote learning because of concerns, uh, they may decide if, if Texas takes on a really positive trend and in Henderson County and Athens does as well some of our parents may feel more comfortable sending their children to school and so that next that second grading period before that time about two weeks before we'll send another questionnaire and say do you want your child to have remote instruction or in person and then we'll make you know necessary adjustments then so that'll happen four times for us and so you're going to be locked in correct so you're locked in for that grading period, but not for the year. That's correct. That's absolutely right. It's, it's fluid. We're gonna, we're gonna change. I hope, hope it'll all change for the better. And by the end of school, we're all back together and normal. But uh, we just can't see down the road that far right now. So we want to give parents as many opportunities to make a choice as possible. Um, okay, so the other, obviously, those are the two big ones, um, masks and social distancing are two of the big COVID rules. Another one is um, sanitizing and hand sanitizer and things like that. So what's the plan when it comes to those issues? Well, our, our uh, operations director, Barry Chutt, went over all of those details again this morning with our administrative team. but. Uh, we use hospital grade um, sanitizer, uh, and so and we've done that for a long time. But so our our campuses will be classrooms. Everything will be deep cleaned at the end of every school day. Uh, for the for the time we're trying to hold transition time to a minimum. Uh, so when we can, you know, we'll move teachers instead of students. Now that's not that's not easy. You can't really do that at the high school but we can do some of that at middle school and a lot of it at elementary. But we will be providing our teachers with um, any, any essential items they need to throughout the day if they feel like they have an area that's of concern to them that they can wipe down. But we will have hand sanitizer available. We will do the uh, required hand washings that are, and actually the hand washing is for all students and it has to be um, you know, observed. So uh, we'll have to have a, a staff members there watching groups go through to make sure their hands are washed. Done like that at least twice a day. And there'll be a lot more of that going on in the classrooms, more than twice a day. So we'll actually have staff, teachers or coaches or somebody watching kids wash their hands to make sure they're washing their hands and they're doing it right. That's uh, I have kids. I understand the need for this. <laughs> It's a requirement um, and it's probably a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so um, first three weeks online, get to make the choice whether you want online or in class each grading period. The COVID rules in effect that, uh, that parents should really know about are 
you're, you're not getting on the bus or getting out of the car until you get a temperature taken. Um, if you are older than, if you're 10 or over, you must wear a mask. Under 10, it's highly suggested that masks are worn. Inside the classrooms, the desks will be socially distanced. And there will be um, mandatory hand washing periods and, uh, every day for the students. And then the classrooms in the school will get sanitized and deep cleaned at the end of every school day. That's, that, that's so easy to say, but boy, that sounds like a lot of moving parts. It is, and we're even, you know, we're adjusting, we'll be adjusting even our um, custodial staff, some of those folks. We may need to, we may find that we need to adjust some of their hours so that they're, um, we have, we have waves, we have three different um, work periods, so to speak, shifts, uh, and so some of them come in later, so we, we may have to adjust them to come earlier in the day to, to be handy and ready to help out. So we're just, we'll have to monitor and, and, and adjust and watch all of those. Um, you know, other things that parents would, would want to know, we're, we're going to, we have to continue visitor restrictions. You know, we did, we, we were just shut down in the spring, but visitors will be restricted from campus, you know, unless there's a, a parent that has to pick a child up for some kind of appointment. And we're working on uh, a method to to uh, limit the contact of any visitor, you know, in the building as, as close as possible. So we're, we're, we're thinking of all those kinds of things. We're not doing staggered start and end times, but we have enough outside doors and enough um, drop-off points that we'll be, we'll be able to spread the kiddos out um, so that we can safely get them in the building and out of the building. So this is a situation where you have had to rethink nearly every minute of your day in in the school day before you ever get to instruction absolutely we were even you know even breakfast and lunch you know some of our some of our campuses and it's it's specific to each campus so some of our campuses have large enough areas that they can take a class or two in a cafeteria or some other designated area and be able to socially distance and eat um, our elementary kids, third grade, third through fifth, will be eating in the classrooms. They'll go down to the cafeteria, get their lunches, and bring them back to the classrooms so we can just keep them all together. Um, Pre-K, uh, pre three-year-olds through second grade, um, we just didn't think they'd be able to walk that distance and manage a, a tray and all that without having lots of little spills and things. So we, sure. think we, can, manage them. we can manage them. We've got enough space in our elementaries to to uh, place them in the cafeteria so they can eat and still be socially distanced. So yes, every not only every detail of every day, but every campus is different and how we how we the day looks. And that's before we get into sports or band or the CTE, which every single um, each one of those spaces, when you look at the band hall or the field house or some of the uh, some of the uh, spaces over at the CTE building, they're all unique and so probably require a totally different approach. Each one. They do. They absolutely do. And we've got we got folks on all that making entry and exit plans and. 
and and planning for when they'll be cleaned and yeah it's it's a it's a massive undertaking for sure all right um, before we finish up here I do there is one thing I did notice and I want to make sure that we cover and this goes back to the beginning because you know I think a lot of things it's just normal in any situation like this a lot of things will be adjusted as you go along and you learn more because you're in the situation but when you first start and you get things and you get kicked off, there's a couple of things I know um, that you've pointed out in the past week. The school district has pointed out in the past week. And one of them is uh, make sure you're registered before you think you're going to be at Athens ISD. And uh, number two, uh, just because you're taking online classes doesn't mean that the way we do things at AISD is changed. It's not like you cannot show up to class and just show up online and knock something out at night. I, that is, that may be the most critical point in all of this, Michael, because uh, lost, you know, and, and, and being so concerned, all of us, parents, educators alike, we're concerned about everyone's health and safety, but this is very different than what we had in the spring. In the spring, when we were hit with this and we were just shut down, you know, every educator in the state of Texas was scrambling to put a plan in place and they did a phenomenal job on very short turnaround time to 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 get something to our kids and help them be a little bit engaged you know fortunately we were near the end of the school year but this time the, the commissioner and, and the governor have made it very clear we can't afford as a city as a state as a nation we can't afford to let any learning gaps get any further you know this next year so we, we know that our kids are going to have learning gaps from the spring we'll be assessing every student sometime after they're back in person uh, we'll be assessing them with a with a baseline to see where they are and how much learning loss occurred if any and that's one thing I did want to point out we've uh, I'll also be releasing an updated calendar for the school year the parameters of the calendar didn't change start and end date are the same but we've added now, um, it works out, it's not quite two times per month, but it's 18 extra Fridays throughout the school year uh, when we're gonna offer intervention to those kiddos who may have, uh, have developed a loss in learning. And so one of those days will be on the Fridays when our teachers are already having professional development, but the other will be an extra, an extra day. And that will change, we might can get some kids in there early and help them get caught up and then they don't have to come. But we'll be working on that as soon as we and, and teachers and parent and principals will be in touch with with the, with the parents about that. But I wanted them to realize we are going to offer some intervention, uh, 18 extra days. But back to your point, we they've made it very clear at TEA that we are we are in the business of educating children and we can't let them fall any further behind. So they've put the attendance requirements are, are in place. We'll be taking attendance every day. There are measures that they've given us uh, on how students are engaged. Their students will have to be online for a specific number of days, um, a number of minutes every day in order to be counted present. So for example, our little three-year-olds, uh, 90 minutes, you know, 90 minutes, doesn't have to be 90 straight minutes. And we have mechanisms for that, recorded lessons and things of that nature. And then um, our elementary kids, it's 240 minutes. Um, well, so there you go. Even with the online, 
attendance will be taken, and there's certain um, goals that must be met every day for that student to be counted as being present in school that day. Yeah, it's it's 90 minutes for pre-K three, it's 180 minutes for up through fifth grade, and then it's 240 minutes. I'm looking to make sure I say this correctly. 200. I should know this off the top of my head. Well, it's not like there's yeah, any other details you didn't try to figure out. Yeah. Anyway, all those. So I'm, I'm assuming. I was going to say I'm assuming all of this information will be in in the handbook that's going to be coming out from the school district. Absolutely, every every detail. We have it broken down by elementary, by middle school, and by high school, so you can see the requirements. So, you know, in the spring, there 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 was a a hold harmless clause that was that was practiced throughout the whole nation, and if we could just get students to uh, be somewhat engaged and turn in their lessons, uh, they were good. This year it doesn't work that way. It, it, no pass, no play is still in effect. So uh, we know now as of today that, that uh, UIL is moving forward with a football schedule and other, other activities. Band is moving forward. All of our UIL seems to be moving forward in order for our kids to participate. It's no pass, no play. So and that means you better be in class whether it's online or not. That's exactly right. You got to you got to be there and you got to do the work. Okay. Um, so there you go, friends. There are just some of the things to think about as we get ready to go back to school. Athens ISD gets prepared to go back to school earlier than anybody else, uh, August third, and. Uh, the first three weeks online, we've talked about several of the bigger issues that have been um, talking points in the community, but there are a lot of very, very small, important details that are going to go into this. Uh, a handbook will be coming out of Athens ISD this week. Please, 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 if you're a parent, if you have a student in Athens ISD, make sure you read that handbook, you check it out, I'm sure that it'll be on the website and on your Facebook page, uh, Dr. Sims? It, it will, for sure. And let me just one more time reiterate, even if you've been with us for years and years and years, if your child's been enrolled with us, we need you to go online and register. Only about a third of our students are actually registered as of today. And that's far down from what it normally is. It, it hurts our planning, so we really need to get uh, students registered. Okay, let's, um, we hadn't actually talked about that. Uh, we said it in passing. Please, just really quick, uh, a hit on that topic about even if you've been here for years, you have to register. That's, that's right, and we do, that. we do that every year anyway, but I think for some reason, I don't know if it's because um, people have heard that we're doing remote only for the first three weeks, if maybe they think they don't need to, to register, but it's just like as though you're walking in the door. It's school, and school starts August third. So we really, we really need to. It's, it should be a fairly easy process. But we and we have people to help. People are back on campuses. Place a call there if you can't get someone there. Call here to the district office. We'll help. All right. Well. Thank you for joining us for a few minutes, taking some time out of your busy day. I know you guys there at Athens ISD are uh, 
spinning as quickly as possible, trying to catch up with everything that's going on, just like every school district in the state right now. Uh, so I appreciate you giving us a chance to check in and see what's going on. Um, we look forward to seeing the handbook this, this week. And Oct uh, in August 3rd, we'll be here before you know it. Just uh, not even two weeks now, so we'll be ready. All right. Thank you, Dr. Sims. Thank you.